dear listener, it looks like the first uh, six minutes of the show on YouTube isn't there. The whole show is one hour, 21 minutes. There's only one hour, 15 minutes, I think, on YouTube. So no idea where it went. If we wait a few hours, then maybe it might turn up. Who knows? But I haven't got all day. So I'm going to edit this podcast. And that's why the show starts abruptly. So it should start. Hello and welcome to ABW Live. With me tonight is Craig and Carl. And now on with the show. They were talking about oh maybe trying to give a goal back. Had we given a goal back, I would have given up on this game. Because that is absolutely that would just there's no there's this nonsense. But for me, like Craig, I totally agree with you. There was nothing wrong that um Smith Rowe did absolutely nothing. David De Gay decided to roll around uh, on the floor for no reason whatsoever. It wasn't Um, even a tackle. Well, I say tackle, it wasn't. It wasn't even a bad, <laughs> do you know what I mean? He's made a massive meal of it, trying to get himself a free kick, and it's backfired. For me, yeah, there's nothing wrong. The only thing, so, I mean, that's the, the goal, I guess, but the only thing that I found wrong with Arsenal then is that we went one up and we sat back off Manchester mm-hmm. United. And I don't, I, I do not understand how you go one up at Old Trafford. You know that, Man United are not that good. Clearly, everyone knows that they're not that good. And we let them attack us. We let we literally decided to soak up the pressure. It's almost like a rope-a-dope, like trying to soak all their pressure up and then try to hit them on the counter-attack. And you're thinking to yourself, what are you doing? Like, there's so many times where we just literally, we could have got the ball out faster, but we decided to play silly one-twos. It's like we were scared to attack them. I didn't understand where that mentality came from. Do you think it's like a coaching thing, um, Craig? Because I don't know, mate. I, do you think Arteta says? Do you think Arteta says, "All right, when you go one up, let's just keep it tight for like ten minutes. Let's not go at them, no. so they don't sort of go for the juggernaut and go for the throat and go for the second goal." I just don't know why we don't do it because, like, as everyone knows, anyone knows me who's watching this or anyone knows who, who, who follows Twitter, I've been Mikhail Arteta's biggest fan for the last year, you know, last two years. But tonight, boys, you got it so wrong. Every team we've seen go to Old Trafford and get a result, they've gone there and they've attacked and they've, you know, got at Man United, they've pressed. And we go there, again, like Anfield, have a good first half an hour, go 1-0 up. Well, obviously, we didn't go 1-0 up at Anfield, but we go 1-0 up at Old Trafford. And I'm sitting here and I'm shouting at the telly, come on, boys, put these to the sword. Come on. And you just don't get that reaction. So, yes, mate, you're dead right. Do we, you know, is Mikhail Arteta saying, all right, well, once you go one nil up, let's sit back for a little while? Because we've seen it so many times. We've gone one nil up against teams and we've sat back. And, of course, what happens then? We either end up drawing or, 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 we, or, or we lose. I am genuinely embarrassed. So, look, look, congratulations to Manchester United on their win, right? They, 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 they beat us. Beat us fair and square. No, I've no problem with be- being beaten fair and square. But my problem is, is when I watch an Arsenal side, I'm not sure if it's because we've been so spoiled over the good years. I can't, I can't have it when I watch an Arsenal side who are so gutless going, you know, when, when we're playing the big teams. Too much respect, not good enough. And I think the manager got it wrong tonight, Dan. And you know how a massive advocate of this manager I've been. And me. But he got it wrong tonight. You don't go to Old Trafford after being stuffed by everyone else 
and play Mohamed. No disrespect to El Nenny, right? He cost us £5 million. He doesn't owe us nothing. But you can't go to Old Trafford where everyone has stuffed Man United, except Arsenal, and go with Mohamed Nenny in the centre of midfield. I'm sorry. You can't do it. The last time he started a game was the penultimate game of last season against Crystal Palace, where he had a run of four games playing the full 90 minutes when, when there was nobody else to play. But I, I think it was Femi in our WhatsApp group, but Party gave the ball away or lost possession six times in the first half. Yeah. The number of times that El Nenny would be part of the partly at fault for that, I think they're, are they called suicide balls or is there a more friendly way of putting balls. Hospital balls, that's the word I'll use. Hospital balls to party, where, oh yeah, party's lost the ball. But you you follow that the the, um, the ball back a bit and see that it, um, El Nenny would do a one-two. And you think, well, hold on, don't give it to party. He's got two men on him. No wonder he's going to lose the ball. And he did that over and over. And that, I don't know why, looking at the tactics, Carl, why um, Arteta would go, Right, first of all, we've um, Tierney is, better, is the better left back, and we've seen that now because in th- in three games with Tavares at left back, we've let in seven goals. Brilliant opposition, yes, but still let in seven goals. When all those other games we're going with clean sheet after clean sheet, he's a very good getting forward. But I don't want that in a game like this. I want someone who's a solid defender, and he was going forward way too much. And if Martinelli has one good game, you're back in the team. Now, was Saka injured, Carl? Why why wasn't Saka starting? You've got to think to yourself. And Lukonga. So I don't understand. I mean, I understand rotation. I, I honestly, honestly do understand rotation. We've got a lot of games coming up uh, in, in a very short space of time as well. So we're trying to get minutes into people that maybe needed to play games. For me, I would have put Ainsley Maitland-Niles over Mohamed Nene for, for a few reasons. One, because we're going to lose Mah- uh, El Nene while he goes to the African Cup of Nations. So why would you not put those minutes into AC McDonald's, who's going to play? He's definitely going to play because unless Granite Xhaka is back, which I know he's in training, but we don't know if he's how fit he actually is, we're looking at a midfield two of probably AC McDonald's and Sambi Lakonga. So you clearly need to play AC McDonald's. You need to give him minutes. Mohamed Nene is only here for what, another two, three games, and then he's going to the African combination. So I don't, I don't get that one as well. And you're looking at Manchester United's midfield of Fred, uh, um, McTominay, and Fernandez. Why we, why we need to go there and play two, quote unquote, holding midfielders? If that's what you want to call it, I don't get either. Like I don't understand it. It's not like Manchester United midfield is blessed with uh, attacking talent. So for me, the defensive setup was just a little bit weird. I mean, I know no one. I still don't know what um, Partey is. I don't know what what you class Partey as. Um, what you say? Oh, he's an attacking midfielder, defensive midfielder. He's a deep line playmaker. He's a holder. He's a box to box. Don't know what he does. So. Uh, but that's a conversation for uh, a time. But for me, um, I'm never here nor there with Arteta. Like you created, like I'm, I'm not his biggest fan, but I'm not Arteta right at the same time. But I have to agree that I think today the the setup was wrong. I, I truly do. Um, Saka not starting for me. You have to you have to watch Saka. So if he's injured, then you can't let him play so long. Like if he's just coming back from an injury, which he did come off against Newcastle, then you have to say, if he can only do 20 minutes, then he can do 20 minutes. I'd rather have a 20-minute Saka um, on the pitch than not. So 
with that, I can kind of understand where his ankle may be a little bit shaky. So you just got to check to see what he can do. Um, Martinelli playing brilliantly. I think that's a, a, a plus. Um, Tavares, he's just chaos. He's chaotic. Doesn't he remind you of um, Sonogo? Because he's so long and dangly and, and the things that he does, like, he he trips over himself so many times. And like you said, he, he, he attacks so much. I mean, I think it was their Man United's second goal where he was high up the pitch. Um, and he, he let, I think, um, Rashford just drift in behind. And you, you're thinking to yourself, if you was there, if you weren't up the pitch trying to attack and you was tracking Rashford, then Man United wouldn't have been in and that granddad would not have scored the goal. So I think Tavares... I think Arteta needs to sit with Tavares and rein him in just a little bit to say, do you know what? I'm glad that you're attacking and you're helping, but remember your position. Like you are a left back. You may be a, a fo- attacking fullback, but your your main role in the team is to defend, to defend that left side. Like you can't keep bombing up the pitch and just trying to rely on your pace to get back on that. I think that's my issue. Yeah, fair enough. We had we had this problem before where we had uh, Kalasnic. As much as I love to see Kalasnic on the pitch because he's a mental case and he'll, he'll go through you as soon as look at you, he's not a defender. He was he was a good left wing back. He was good at getting forward, but at times you need defensive stability. And, and, and Nunes, uh, uh, Tavares, you can be moulded into being a decent player from what little I know from him. And I like the bloke, but sometimes, Craig, you, you can't just pick players like that, can you? No, no, you're dead right. I mean, before I go on, can I just say hello to my biggest fan? He follows me everywhere. Um, that's Thunder Road. Hello, mate. How are you? Thanks, thanks <laughs> for following me. Thanks. Nice to see you in here. Thanks very much indeed. I really appreciate your uh, support. Uh, yeah, you're dead right, mate. Um, I, I, I just don't know. I just don't know what it is. I d- Again, I go back to the thing about being spoiled. We've we, we've been spoiled so much with good football over over the you know over the years, and it's hard for me to talk about tonight because I'm genuinely embarrassed. I, I I am genuinely embarrassed losing to these. I, I I really am, and it's not you know it's not <laughs> not every season you can say that you're genuinely embarrassed. It was a good, the bad, the ugly, all in all in one night and. I'm sorry, right, but we need to discuss the elephant in the room here, right? And the elephant in the room is is Pierre Emerick Aubameyang, right? Good luck. That is the big elephant in the room. Why is this man captain of Arsenal? I'm sorry. Why is this man captain of Arsenal? We need we needed tonight a leader on that pitch. We haven't got any leaders whatsoever on that pitch. There's not one. The only leader we've got that I can see in any shape or form is Kieran Tierney, and he's not even on the pitch. Pierre-Emerick well, Aubameyang, for me, needs to be sold in January, and we need to invest in another striker. He's useless. He's got Ozolitis. Can he's we sell him, though? Who's going to take him on at 350 grand a week or 250? Oh, just, just let him go, then. Just let him go. So yeah, uh, I've had enough of it, Dan. He, there was two, three times in that game he could have scored. He, like any world-class striker puts away those chances, even the one where he was offside. 
He's six yards out then. And I was saying to Carl before the show, he almost stopped Odegaard from scoring again. Yeah. Do you know, it's like, he's six yards, that one where he got called offside in the second half, he's six yards out. Yeah. And he still can't put it in the back of the net. He's hit the post from four yards last week. Do you know, it's, something has got to be done. I'm really, really, I'm, I'm normally really, really positive. You know, I can take it when, I can take it when, when we lose normally. But I can't take this performance. I really can't. It was awful going up to Old Trafford where every other team has stuffed them except us. So when I was um, just doing some housekeeping with with the uh, tweets, messages and stuff, did you two discuss their first goal just before half-time? Well, again, it's a stupid mistake, isn't it? Because looking looking back at it, Carl, I, I thought who was at fault at that and I think it was I can't really say it was anyone's fault because what Fred did he was falling forward with with, um, Elneny next to him and he managed to side foot it while falling forward and get it past Elneny and then was it Ben White or Gabriel come sliding in and missed it and just just bad luck I think that was but no but but yes I do because he ran off Partey Partey was just stood there ball watching instead of watching the man so for me, like I, I wouldn't blame Partey per se, but he didn't help um, in that at all because how can you let someone like Fred run off you of all people? Um, that shouldn't be done. So I, I'm kind of annoyed at that. But like you said, we're our own worst enemies because that goal could have been preventable. It, it really could have. And like Craig said, like we. <sighs> we just let Man United back into the game. Like, we had opportunity to go for it and we let Man United grow and grow. Like, they were angry after the um, Smith Rowe goal and we should have used that. Just mm. to, if you're angry, That's we're going to go score again. Like, we're going to piss That's you off even more. And we didn't. We let them grow into the game. We let them... We just sat back and we started getting deeper and deeper and deeper and it just didn't make sense for me why Arsenal would do that. And... You know, and I know everyone says, oh, they're young, they're inexperienced. You're a professional footballer. Like, come on, like, if, <laughs> irrespective of whether you're young or not, surely, you know, you should have the, the, the tactical nows to think, may not be angry here. Let's actually go for this because every other team has come here and won or got a res- result. Like, they haven't won since, I think they beat Newcastle, like, almost second game of the season or whatever it was. May not have conceded so many goals at home, but you can almost almost guarantee that they'll beat Arsenal because it's just ridiculous. And uh, yeah, it, it's frustrating. And I just think that, you know, both, all three goals, to be honest, were preventable. And I think that it's not that May United played well, that Arsenal just played badly in a certain period of time, which met May United in. Like we made them start looking like Liverpool the way they were passing the the ball around and you think to yourself why are we letting Man United back into this game it just didn't make sense dead right Cole dead right mate uh, so what do you think happened at half time because uh, second half we did come out and look a bit better it, party had, whatever the party had decided to do or maybe on any but by not putting him in it the whole time with these hospital passes I think we started the second half brightly didn't we we did we did start the second half brightly and and, and I at one all at half time, I was quite happy at one all. Bar their equaliser, you know. Again, like like Cole said, it could have been avoided. 
every goal we conceded tonight could have been avoided. I was happy to go in at 1-1 and I said, you know, I'm sitting here with my little girl who has um, started, you know, she, since the Euro, she's banging to football. She wants to watch all the games. But I said, don't worry, darling. I said, we'll come out here now. Second half, we're going to win. But then, like, they do the complete opposite. But then for the, for the first 10 minutes, we were all right, Dan. But then we go 2-1 down and it's the same old thing. Do you know? Oh, you know, oh, we give up. Like it, do you know? I mean, let's you know, let's be honest. That Odegaard equaliser was very lucky, <laughs> very, very lucky, right? Look, we, we've got to be honest about that. But like, I can't. I, I just don't know why Arsenal can't sustain any attacking momentum at all. They just cannot do it. And like Cole said, and I said. Going to Old Trafford where everyone else has spanked them or got a result, and then it's our turn. And then, of course, when it's our turn, they're on a manager bounce. And I'm like, ah, oh, the footballing gods are just not against us. Do you know, like, you know, not with us, sorry. You know, the voodoo that Man United over that Man United have over us at Old Trafford is, is, is amazing. But Craig, would you say it's that or would you say it's our own fault? Like, I don't, like, Man United genuinely did not play well, but they didn't. No, I look at that, didn't. you look at that game and you look at We were worse, yourself. Cole. Yeah, you're dead right. We were, yeah, you're dead right. We were worse. We were worse. And, I, and that's what frustrates me. And that's why I'm embarrassed because we all know what this team can do if, like, if they, if they want to do it. My question is, why are they not doing it? This is the first game now where I'm actually sitting here going, what has the manager said to them? How has the manager approached this game? Are the players on side with the manager? Because you can't go to Old Trafford. Let's get it right. right? And I, know, I mean, no disrespect to Manchester United, and I'm sure, I'm sure Manchester United fans would agree with me. This is the worst Manchester United side I've seen in years. Reform table, they're nineteenth. Only Newcastle and last six games have got better, worse form than them. Yeah, Jesus. I watched them against Chelsea here at the weekend. They play ten men behind the ball. I've never seen a Manchester United team play ten men behind the ball. When I was growing up as a young kid in the nineties, Manchester United in the Premiership had pacey wingers. They played beautiful football. You know, they're winning all around them. Everyone knew. Everyone knew the job they were doing. Look at them now. They're all over the place. Everyone else has gone to Old Trafford and got a result. Here up turns Arsenal. And, they, you know, we they beat us. I, I just... Thomas Partey... But by the way, Thomas Partey's had a nightmare tonight as well. I'm, I, I'm sorry if anyone disagrees. He's had an absolute nightmare. How many times did he give the ball away in the first 10 minutes? In the in the in the whole game, like oh, I think. The, yeah, but no, but Cole. The thing about it is, in the first ten minutes, he didn't turn up. He the ball away. But I, we said on our pod, um, the last pod we did, we need to start having a conversation of what Partey brings to the team. He's he's not a youngster. He's twenty eight years old. So when we bought him, he was a ready made midfielder. What what in the season was he been a, a season and a half? Call it. What has he brought to the team? No, he, he's done nothing. Like he's done nothing for a forty-five million pound player. He has, con- for me, he's contributed nothing. I mean, 
when you can pick out and literally cherry pick the good games that he's had for Arsenal, and I can only think of one, which was when we played away at Man United, I think it was last season, that was his only good game where you thought, oh, he played really well. There's no other games. He's coming, yes, he's had loads of injury problems and you've got to start questioning why is he got, he's at Atletico uh, Madrid and he played nearly every single game. Comes to Arsenal and he's literally laden with injury problems. So something's gone on there, which maybe it's just bad luck, who, who knows, but something's not right there. But what does Partey bring to Arsenal? What, I mean, yeah, he got the, you call it the pre-assist for the um, Odegaard goal and he passed out to Martellini. But barring that in the game, what did he do? He, he gave the ball away, put us under pressure, didn't really attack, didn't defend. What is he in the team for? What does he, what does Thomas Partey bring to Arsenal apart from drain on wages? Like I, I don't, and I'm not saying he's, he's not a shit player. He's not. But I just don't know what Thomas Partey's role in, what Thomas Partey's role is in Arsenal apart from being a stopgap for some he reason. Has, he like, has had some good games. Like, uh, let's let's you know. Uh, let's be fair. He has had some good games in an Arsenal shirt. But it's the games when you expect him to step up. We've seen him do it for Atletico Madrid in the Champions League. He steps up. Like I remember, I'll always go back to when that game at Anfield, when. The, um, Atletico Madrid played him in the league uh, in the Champions League he absolutely bossed that game absolutely bossed it and when I see Arsenal linked with him I'm like yeah alright mate like, how is this geezer coming to us don't be so stupid and then he turns up here and I haven't seen that I haven't seen that performance that I watched him play for Atletico. I haven't seen that performance once you're looking to players like Thomas Partey, Aubameyang, to 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 really shine in games tonight like this. You know, I can't believe Mikel Arteta has gone there and seen that Fred McTominay and Maguire are the back are, are the main like is the main spine right, and he hasn't gone for it. If Arsenal would have gone for it tonight and lost three two. I'd be sitting here a completely different man saying, do you know what, boys? We went for it. We went for it 110%. All the players gave it their all. We lost 3-2. When you lose 3-2 after you've given it all, you just have to take you just have to take a step back and say, yeah, we got beat because we got beat by the better team. But as long as you've gone out there, I've always said it, as long as Arsenal go out there and give me 110%, I've got no bother about losing. I really haven't. I'm old enough and experienced enough to know that football is a funny game. You can lose to anyone. But tonight, we went to Old Trafford and we've missed a trick. They were there for the taking. If we'd gone 2-0 up, they wouldn't have been able to come back from it. The pensioner wouldn't have been able to do it. Their penalty was lucky. I mean, our goal was lucky, but their penalty was lucky. It It was a terrible tackle. Absolutely, I'm sorry. I have to agree. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Oh no, it was a penalty. Definitely was a penalty. Definitely, it's a stupid tackle. Well, it's not. It's not his job, though, is it? Brutal. Yeah, it's not his job. And I thought we were going to get away with it. But like Carl said about the um um our first goal, if I'd have been the opposition team, I'd have gone. Yeah, that's a penalty. Mm. So you can't complain that it wasn't a penalty. But why he's making a last ditch? uh, Didn't even get the ball. Attempt at that. 
but I think when I said lucky that the uh, the referee didn't see it, but then VAR did. But then we saw mm-hmm. against uh, Newcastle, was it when VAR when Tomiyashi was pulled down? No, when when Gabriel was barged over against Newcastle, got nothing. Uh, VAR didn't pick up Tomiyashi when he was pulled down by Slabhead. You think, well, yeah. what's the point in VAR if you're only going to pick up things like that? It's so annoying. But where do we go from here, Carl? Do we, is there anything, any positives we can take from that game? Martinelli played well. Um, mm-hmm. I genuinely think he, he did. And I think at least that's another option for Mikel Arteta. Um, barring that, I can't think of... I mean, I think Tommy Asu did play well. I think he he's starting to not starting to. I think you look at him and he, you know, when he first came in, no one knew. Everyone was moaning and saying, oh, "I don't know what he's like. Is he a proper right back? Is he sent the black blah blah blah?" People are taking the piss, but he's come in and he's just just been very very good. Um, Odegaard getting a goal is 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 a positive. You know, there's loads of people that were sort of saying, "Well, is he good enough to play for Arsenal?" But he's got a goal. <laughs> Albeit fortuitous, a goal's a goal for me. Makes no difference, but uh, I don't know. I, I, I think this was this was a bad loss, and not bad as in um, you know, well, obviously bad in result wise, but just performance as well. Because Manchester United were there for the taking. How many times do you go to Old Trafford and Man United are there for the taking, and we just don't do anything. Yeah, and this was an opportunity. The only time I could think of the last time is, do you remember when um, Rashford burst into the scene um, that we should have beat Man United that game and then Rashford obviously popped up with two goals. And, we, um, and that's the last time. And I think, like Craig was saying, that like Manchester United, that you'll never see another time where Manchester United are there for the taking and we don't take the opportunity because you're thinking that Man United can't get any worse. Like you, you, they can't get any worse than they are now. But as much as as bad as Man United were, Arsenal were just not as good. Like, and it's just, right. I just don't, I do not understand what went wrong today. Like, there's got to be. I mean, it probably come out in all or nothing in the um, <laughs> in the prime stuff. Like, what that happened in this game? Hell of a roller coaster of a show. We got a it, quote it, here. It is. It's going to. Ru- Rudy has gone and got a quote for us like he used to do back in the olden days when we did this regularly. Um, Arteta on the display today. If you look at the game, you would say we deserved much more than we got, but you get punished against this level of opponent, Craig. No, it's absolute. uh, That's absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. What did we deserve out of that game playing like that? I'm sorry. And another thing I want to say to you, Mikhail Arteta, is how dare you bring a player onto the pitch to represent our club after he's turned down a contract extension? <laughs> how dare you bring Eddie Nketiah onto this pitch to play for Arsenal after he's turned down a contract extension? I have been your biggest advocate. I'm so, I'm so, and I, people have had a go at me for two years backing this man. And here we are now. I have to try and back a man who's given game minutes to a player who has refused to sign a contract. Why is Flo Balagon not in the squad after he's banging in goals left, right and centre for the under-21s, under-23s? You have a player on the bench who has refused to sign a contract. 
you have you have got to start growing a pair of bollocks and tell him right that's fine if you if you're gonna if you're gonna um refuse to sign a contract you're training with the under 18s i don't i don't want to see you anymore mr balligan here son you're coming to old trafford 13 goals 13 goals in 10 under 23 games plus he scored in the under 21s in the in the um the efl trophy and we're through to the quarterfinals of the southern group one of only two premier league teams chelsea have got through to it as well all the other premier league teams have been out but you might if you were balogun you must be thinking arsenal hold on a second well, I've, I've signed a new deal. I've sold commitment to the club. You've not sent me out on loan. I'm scoring for fun against mediocre, mediocre opponents. Why aren't, why aren't I getting? Why aren't I even even on the bench to bring on? Because he's he's good in the air. And what was I saw one point in the second half? Eddie went for a header. I thought, I'll oh, bless him. Yeah. Should have rubbed him on the head and said, Oh, never mind, son. Off you go. I mean, there's something there. By that logic, we shouldn't play Lacazette either. Well, has, has he refused to sign a contract, or is he thinking about signing a contract? I think they're both off. Well, if they're, well, then he's right. Then Rudy, you're, I, I make you right. If if Lacazette has refused to sign a contract, then yeah, you're dead right, mate. I'm sorry, but if you don't want to play, I've always said this. My dad always used to say this to me. I, when I said to him, "Oh, why is he leaving? Why is he leaving? Why is he leaving?" My dad always used to say to me, "Son, if he doesn't want to play for Arsenal, let him off." But the thing, you have to ask yourself, so whoever side leaked um, the Enketia thing, whether it's Arsenal or Enketia's team, because someone's leaked that 100%. Um, and it, it, to bring him on against Old Trafford to try and get you a winner, like, who, who, who's that benefiting? Do you think that it's showing faith, oh, I brought you one against uh, Manchester United at Old Trafford, it shows that we have faith in you? Um because haven't I'm sure Balogun and Inketa got the same agent, so yeah, whatever sh- whatever nonsense um, he's saying to Balogun um, about minutes, was he doing saying same? What are they saying? Saying exactly the same thing to um, Inketa? Like it, it makes no sense. That like, Balogun must be sitting there thinking, why did I sign this contract exactly. when I played? What maybe two was he played? But two games he played obviously against Brentford, and I'm sure we came on in the League Cup game, didn't he? And scored, I, I believe. But barring that, not one Premier League outing. He must be thinking, what more do I have to do? Especially a game like today, Enketias, whoever leaked it, he's been shown that Enketia is leaving. He's he's out. Surely Balogun must be thinking, what do, what can I do? What more can I do? I've scored goals. I'm playing well. And I still can't get even on the bench. Like this is where I question Arteta's man management um, a few pods ago, and and I still don't think I still think Arteta's man management is wrong. I, I honestly do because he's got his favourites, Carl, hasn't he? And, and that's the problem. And, that, and for me, it's almost like he doesn't want to play anyone who wasn't his signing. Like I'm listen, he wants to put his own stamp and authority on the team. That's fine. He's the manager; he can do that. But. Balogun for me, surely, even when the Bamiyan goes to the African Cup of Nations, he's got to be in and around the first team. Now, surely you would start playing him from now. You don't want to throw him in the deep end. You want to start bringing him in now. And it's just, I don't know. I honestly think that Arteta's man management is not the greatest um, in the slightest with, with his with his players. And 
Yeah, Kane and Ketia are bringing him on today. For me, when it was leaked a day before that he's not going to sign the contract, makes no sense whatsoever. Exactly. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of Arsenal fans around. Like, were like me. I was. Sitting, <laughs> I'm sitting here, armchair fan. Look, shouting at the telly. Why are you bringing him on for? He's just refused to sign a contract. You know, what I mean, when, where does that happen? What, what, in, where, what other football club brings on players that have refused to sign a contract? It's, it's, not, it's, it's utter madness. Especially it's, when you've got a seventy-two million pound yeah. player sitting that's on the bench as well. That's well, that's well that's I'm, point, I'm, Cole. the seventy-two million pound player. I'm someone had our pants down over him, Cole. <laughs> you know me, mate. I've said it over and over and over again. <laughs> We signed him. Two weeks later, Ronald uh, gets sacked. And here we are now sitting with a seventy-two million, seventy-two million pound player who trips over his own feet. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. Someone's had their pants down over him. So Josh said in the group, Carl, didn't he, that the only way that he can deal with uh, the Pepe transfer is to hope that it was 7.2 million round trousers the rest. (laughs) 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 Then I replied, we've had about £7.20. I think that's easier to deal with. But it's nothing against Pepe. He's a hell of a player. He will be brilliant for some team who lets him play. Chris always says, and we hate to admit that Chris is right, but you let him play as in a kind of Henri role where he can play out wide and he can come up front, the trickery that he's got. Maybe not at the top level for Arsenal or any of the other mid-table teams in the Premier League, but it's all going to end up going to France or Spain and or somewhere like that. Actually, he'll probably just go back to France and, and he'll be getting 20 goals a season. And we'll look at him and go, oh, why could... It's a completely why different could... league, though, Dan. It's a different league, mate. That's why I said he got 20 in the yeah, Farmer the, 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 the French league is... You know, it's, like, there's two teams going to win that. You know, like it's you could. I mean, I remember when we were going to sign him. I went on YouTube. You know, YouTube scout. Nicholas Pepe's greatest moments. <laughs> you know, typed it in. I was like, oh my god, what a player we're getting here. And then he comes to Arsenal, and it's like, is this George Weir's cousin? Is this another George Weir's cousin? <laughs> <laughs> do, you know, <laughs> do you know what I mean? If you're too young for that, talking him up. Go and go and um, do a Google search. Or, no, don't a Duck Duck Go or a Yahoo on um, uh, what was his name? George Weir? No, not was it George Weir? George Weir's cousin played for Southampton. Yeah, his cousin. He um, at, was it Ali Dyer or something oh, like yeah, that? Yeah, Ali Dyer. The, the, South, the Southampton manager might have been Graham Souness or someone. Got a phone call from George Weir allegedly saying, "My cousin's in the country. Can you give him a trial?" They snapped him up, signed him. I think he come on. He played seventeen minutes and was never they then never they kicked him out of the club. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's a hilarious thing. So, but, but it's um, oh, where where do we go from here though? I mean, is there any point? We, we talked about the uh, the um, Odegaard, his goal, good, great bit of play, come from the left hand side. I think maybe Tavares into Odegaard. Odegaard then makes a run into the box. Just he passes it to Party, makes a run into the box. Party, Party puts it right. Was it Martinelli he put it right to Carl? Yeah, was it? I wasn't sure. Then what happened after that? He, he crossed it and he crossed the ball in, um, and Odegaard sort of rolled it in, just avoiding like just avoiding Aubameyang. It was a pisser. Like, if he had touched it, it's, 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 that's uh, he's offside as well. So if he touches it, it's, it's almost offside, and he, he's directing it wide. Is it? Look, that Odegaard goal was lucky. He scuffed it. 
And the only reason it went in was because David Degay was David Degay couldn't couldn't see it, it and he saw it late. That it goes in. We were lucky to get that goal. Where do we go from here? We just move on, Dan. Like it's it's I mean, got to a point, it, it, it's got to a point now where we just move on. We 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 move on to the next game. There's no Everton away. Do you know? I mean, like, again, everyone that's gone to Everton. Has got a result ever. I mean, Watford went up there and destroyed them. Now, if Arsenal go up there and don't come away with at least three points, <laughs> I'm going to have to start questioning the manager. I'm going to have to start questioning him. I'm sorry. Is an exclusion. Three teams yeah. in the league we don't expect to beat. Top three Man City, Liverpool, and Chelsea. Fair enough. Lose to them home and away. That's not what we're after. Tonight exactly. is our chance to go fourth. And then exactly. we, we've we've seen from not playing midweek games in the um, the little budget Poundland Cup that Spurs are busy trying doing their best to win three hundred games to get to the final. But in times like this, you'll be thinking, oh, fourth is a trophy, and we so need that fourth place. And we've got another chance against Everton, but that is on Monday after everyone else has played. Now I'm not sure where we're going to be in the league table by then, Cole, but. If we don't win at Evan, like Craig says, do we have to start pointing fingers and shouting at the manager again? We, we, it, it, it's hard because he's picking the players and the players are just not doing it. Like Aubameyang, for me, I, I'm really happy he took Aubameyang off. I, I really am. And away to Everton, would I start Aubameyang? I probably wouldn't because, again, we need to see how Arsenal will play when Aubameyang is away at the African Cup of Nations. We can't just throw these players into the Arsenal squad who who haven't played. Like, Lacazette can't play 90 minutes. He After 60 minutes, he's blowing out his ass. He just cannot do it. So you need to start building him up into... He's going to be our centre-forward start playing him as a, as a centre-forward instead of that hybrid number 10 or whatever it is. Him and Odegaard, see what they're like together because that's going to be the two. But, you know, this is against Newcastle last week would have been a perfect opportunity. Newcastle haven't won a game um, all season and, they, and we were at home. Aubameyang didn't need to play that game. 100% didn't need to play that game at all. But for me, if you're going to experiment, like even today, experimenting against Newcastle would have been better than suddenly bringing in El Nene against Manchester United, even though they are shit. But those, that's not the game, and that's where I think he gets it wrong, um, Craig and Daniel. But we we have to... This one is going to be harder to take than the Liverpool one. The Liverpool one, fine. You know what? We lost 4-0. Liverpool are the best team in the world right now, bar none. They are... Um, but this game, we played a very, very shit Man United team. Very poor, very, very poor. And we lost to them. And there was no better chance for us to beat them. And I think this one will stick in the throats of our supporters more than the Liverpool game. Look at this uh, quote of the day from Phil Macker. Buying Pepe is like buying one of those surprise boxes where you don't know what it is, what's inside, but it could be a bar of gold, but it turns out to be a turd. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I would, I would, I would describe it as going to a nightclub, pulling a really fit bird, thinking, "Gosh, she's got a you know, or bloke, or bloke." Like it's like the old Ali G saying, isn't it? 
you pull down the Wonder Bra, and there's nothing there. Like, like, it's just, it's just, <laughs> do you know, like, sorry, no, it's, it's only a joke. I'm not being sexist. You don't have to apologise on here. Just um, listen to some of the stuff. Yeah, but I know snowflakes about. They'll be trying to cancel me now for saying that birds ain't got big boobs. I thought you were talking um, about a bloke wearing a bra. Yeah, exactly. Could have been a bloke Stag wearing night. a bra. night. You never know. Drop you can't oh, what people say. <laughs> but but isn't this te- isn't this the show's the state of Arsenal at times when we don't win? We're all having to cut a bloke who didn't even play the game. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. You're looking at this result. It's, it's a bad result. Like, no way. You know, normally you'd go into Old Trafford and say, oh, you know, well, we was kind of in the game 3-2, not bad. That was bad. That was really bad. And I think... Listen, I don't want to dwell on it and I, and I don't think that we should... We need to... Just, sometimes we need to move on very quickly. Everton away is a game that we can win. It's a game that we should win. Everton are absolutely poor at the moment, but so are Man United. So, but it's a game that we can win. We can definitely go away to Everton and, and, and beat them. And I think we need to. We we have to. If we don't win against Everton, and I'm, even a draw, a draw is not good enough. We have to win because we, Man United, sadly, are going to get better. They, 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 you know, I mean, they've got a manager now who kind of understands football rather than Ole. So, Man United are going to get better. Sadly, that not up the road, they're going to get better. I mean, um, I hate to I say, just but Conte, pictures, Carl. They've got Spurs. Have got Norwich. On Saturday, they're going to win that. They'll go above us. <laughs> Man United win, they above us, and Wolves will win, and they'll go above us. We'll be eighth on Monday. Got a quote, um, a couple of quotes from Rudy as always. Cheers, Rudy. Arteta, I think we're sloppy in possession. We gave the ball away to the opponent, and suddenly there were so many errors that gave them belief. And the second quote is this is a funny one, Craig. Arteta, the senior players lead and the young players have to follow. Well, yeah. isn't Aubameyang and our party, aren't they, the senior players? We yeah, don't want the young players well, no, following them. Look about. Look, look through the side, Dan. Look through the side. You've got Ramsdale's a young fella. Tavares a young fella. Gabriel's a young fella. Ben White's a young fella. Tommy Yasu, young fella. Yeah. Thomas Partey, senior. Makonga, Elneny, senior. Martinelli, uh, young fella, Saka, young fella, and and, and Aubameyang up front. So, what 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 is our tech? So he's only got two seniors in the team. So, what's he saying? Lost in translation. So is that a random? He's, he's, he's only got, two, young, he's only got two senior players on the pitch. Three senior players on the pitch. So, so what's that he talking about? Way of saying they're not good enough. Yeah, exactly. So. What, what what's he talking about? You only got three senior players on the pitch, Mikel. If it was eight senior players, then yeah, I'd say yeah. You've got to look at Smith Rowe and and, and and Saka and Ramsdale and White and Gabriel and you know uh, Tavares and Laconga and you can't come out and say that. That's just that's just you know trying to deflect away from 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 the performance. Um, good point here. Carl, too many people here. Be, his name begin with a K, and I get confused. Um, uh, Ola, oh, is that one word or is that two words? Olu, uh, call him O. Uh, o. Um, to be fair, we, 
There you go. To be fair, we were playing Man United. Ronaldo, Fernandez, Rashford, Sancho, and the rest are team not exactly Sunday league players. No, I disagree. Yeah, but that's irrespective. They they're not playing well. You can have a league. You can have players who are brilliant, but this Man United as a club are not were not playing well. They didn't play well today. You all the players you named. Man United scored. Uh, well, uh, a tapping from from what six yards out it was, and then scored a penalty. Like so, they weren't exactly like absolutely destroying us. They weren't like Rashford weren't destroying us down the wings. Ronaldo, what did Ronaldo actually do in that game apart from score a tapping from six yards out and a penalty? He he, he didn't do anything. Tried to score two overhead kicks, which both of them one he missed and one went wayward. Fernandez, what did he actually do? Like he didn't dic- dictate play. Um, he didn't, you know, destroy our midfield. He, he didn't really do much. He got a goal. Well done to him. But Man United did not play well. They didn't play well in the slightest. We just played badly, which made Man United look like they they were better than they were. I don't understand. For me. Um, I, I genuinely, this one hurts a little bit. One, because I hate Man United. I mean, Tottenham are always the one that I hate more. Man United are the, the team that I hate the second. They're, they're my old, they're my original old enemy. Um, like Craig, child from the 90s. So I hate Man United with a passion, like 100%. Those are the games I lived for, Arsenal versus Manchester United. Um, and this one does hurt. This one really hurts because... They were there for the taking today. We could have beaten them so easily. And it was our own undoing that stopped that from happening. Can I just... There's a fellow in the chat there saying that we're talking rubbish. Right? Can I just ask... That's fine. I, I absolutely 110% um, agree. You know, or I don't agree. I have not trying to respect your, your, your uh, opinion. But can you tell you can you tell me how? What is? Why are we talking rubbish? What game was you watching? Um, I'd like to discuss that because you know I see people in chat. Are oh, you talking rubbish? I mean, there's another one there. We're milking on Arsenal's loss. How are we milking on Arsenal's loss? It's been like this for God knows how long. <laughs> I think the Do problem you know is, I mean? is that people can't differentiate talking about a game and saying, listen, when Arsenal are good, we, we praise Arsenal when they're good. We will praise them and say, Arsenal played well today, we're brilliant. If we played badly, you have to call to talk out. About you, it. you have to call out and say that you've played badly. Not everything, not life is not full of a bed of roses. Like, we're not looking at this through Arsenal tinted glasses. If Arsenal lose a game, no one is going to be happy. Even when we lost against Liverpool, we lost to Liverpool, but everyone was kind of like, much well, shit is what it is. We accept it because Liverpool at the moment are the best team in the world. It's not necessarily milking anything that you talk about a team when they didn't... Arsenal didn't play well today. No one can tell me that Arsenal, as a, no, as a, as a football team, played the well. Manchester United didn't play well. Arsenal made them look better than they were. Like, the eye test says, says all. So... It's not a case of milking it. You you have to call out when it's like having a child. When your child's good, you're gonna praise your child. Oh, you are brilliant. When your child's naughty, you're gonna tell that your child that like, they'd be naughty. Yeah, that don't work. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, they could just go to university, finish uni, and then decide to live up north, the miserable cow. Exactly. Not that I'm referring to my shitty daughter. No, no, she's not wonderful, all actually. Matthew she's says great. there, Craig, why have you zeroed in on two negative comments in the chat? I'll tell you why I've zeroed in on them. It's because it, it like you, you can't tell me that Arsenal have played well tonight. You can't tell me that we're talking rubbish. And you can't tell me that we're looking a bad loss. I am up genuinely upset that we've lost to Manchester United this evening. It's so hard to go to Old Trafford and get the lead and then do nothing with the lead. Infuriating. But what minds me up more, Dan, is that like you know, other teams have gone there and have got a result. So like it's it's a fine line. You support your team, this, that, and the other. A lot of people who know me will know that I've stuck up for Mikhail Arteta for two years. But tonight, I'm blaming him because they absolutely bottled it at Old Trafford when Manchester United were there for the taking. Absolutely there for the taking. People might laugh at me when I say this, but we have got a better team. We're a better team than Manchester United. Cole knocked it on the head. What has Ronaldo done except score the two goals? When you can argue that, well, that's all he needs to do. Fair enough. What's Fernandez done? What's Sancho done? What's Rashford done? What's McTominay done? What's Fred done? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And we've just sat back after going one nil up and have, and, and have taken the L. And we've come away, we've come away from Old Trafford with nothing. Where 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 am where are we wrong? I think Craig Barlow sums it up here. We scored. Then our Teta's tactics was sit back. He's a one-trick pony. We were spineless. Yeah, he's dead right. But we've got the attack. We've got the defense. We've got a brilliant, nice, nice name brilliant. as well, Craig. <laughs> we've got a brilliant defense when they're allowed to defend, and when they're not, there's not too much pressure put on them. But then we need to have the attack. And if, if the whole point of our team is to get the ball up to attack and the bloke in attack can't put it away, and then manager is unwilling. I mean, just look at this. What time did he take? He took um, Abama Young off with 11 minutes to go. And then he goes, oh, I'll stick on two strikers. Or oh, why didn't you do that uh, maybe after 45 minutes, minutes or an hour? Yeah, do you know, it's, why didn't you bring on the two strikers after we went 2-1 down? And what was wrong with Saka? Why couldn't he start? Yeah, and why drop Lekonga? Lekonga's been brilliant for us. I know, I know, I know. Oh, you'd think this is the game that you'd be saving up your players for so they're ready for this game, the big game. You need our best players. El Nenny didn't start since the Penalty game of last season and he probably won't start another game for the rest of this season. It's not you only know. that, Dan. I want to know why they didn't go for it. Why didn't he never they go done. That, that goes back to the Emery days, doesn't it, Carl? Emery would go 1-0 up and then you'd see him. He'd, he'd shit his pants and go, oh... Everyone defends. Yeah. I'm not going for a second goal. Oh, and we yeah. know. I mean, the only time you do that is when you're 4-0 up. You go, well, that'll do. Not a 1-0. Not 1-0 away at Man United. Ridiculous. I think the issue is he's a very um, new manager. And I don't know how long we can keep using that excuse for. Um, I genuinely don't. Because there's going to become a time when we are going to have to have the Mika. I mean, I'll actually both just quickly... If Mikel Arteta doesn't make top four this season, does he go at the end? Should he go at the end of the season, Craig? Yeah. This league, is, 
that look, this league, this season is 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 out of the three at the top, right? It's again, it's out of Chelsea, it's out of Liverpool, it's out of Manchester City. Top four is up for grabs, right? You've got Arsenal, you've got that lot down the road, Leicester, Man United. If if Mikel Arteta can can put some results in front, we we can really really push for the top four. I'm sitting here tonight and I'm thinking if we beat Man United tonight, we we we're a top four contender. We go to Old Trafford, we set down a marker. Arsenal are top four contenders. We've gone to Old Trafford and beat them away from home. Now it's not something we do every year. We've had a you know it's a poor. We have a poor record at Old Trafford in the league. Um, tonight, winning tonight would have put down a massive marker. But now, Cole and Dan, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking to myself, if you can't beat that Manchester United team, what hope have we got? I, I just, you know, I just, what hope have we got? of finishing in the top four if you can't beat teams like that. Now, Manchester United fans might say, well, we beat you because you were rubbish. They're not wrong, to be honest. But I can't believe the way my team went up to Old Trafford tonight knowing that they're, they've got Michael Carrick in charge. All right, whatever his name is, is in the stands. Um, and he's probably had a massive input on the game. But I said it. I was on another podcast, a Total Screamers podcast. I said it. I don't believe it. I knew Manchester United were going to get a new manager before we played them. I knew it. I knew it. And, of course, they have a big manager bounce and they beat us 3-2. But I think that we made it very easy for them to beat us 3-2. I'm very disappointed in the way we performed. I'm very disappointed in the tactics the manager played. We should have gone there he should have played his most attacking side and we should have gone for it. Because like I said before, if they'd have gone for it and we lost 3-2, I would have been, yeah, do you know what? You get beat, no problem. That's my, you know, that's my whole game review in five minutes. <laughs> Before we go, Carl, should we do some questions? Yeah. Do you want to ask them or shall I ask them? Uh, it's up to you, I don't mind, Danny. I'll, I'll, put them in our, I'll put them in our chat, and then you can, while I'm putting them in, you can ask the questions. Okay, this one is from, I'm assuming that's Henry. Um, what that's position? Ron Ron, okay. Um, Ron Ree, hello. Um, what position do you think we generally are capable of this season. I mean, I guess we've just spoken about that, but Craig, do you, do you honestly think that we can get top four no. this season? Because like, you don't think so? No, no. Not on tonight's performance. There's got to be some miraculous recovery after this game for us to finish in the top four. Do you know what, Cole? And do you know what, um, is that Ray? Rennie? Rennie? Do you know what, Rennie? If we'd have beaten Manchester United tonight, my answer would have been absolutely. No problem at all because the confidence would have been flying through the team. Confidence would have been flying through the club. Confidence would have been flying through our supporters. You know, we've beaten Man United away. Something we, you know, we don't always do. 
But after tonight, no. I don't think we've got the resilience and I don't think we've got the bottle to finish in the top four. I would, I don't know, sixth or seventh. Six or six or seventh would be, I don't know. It's not acceptable, but six or seventh is what I can see. Better chance of us getting to the top four than this season. Poor Man United side. Uh, that lot of the road all in disarray. West Ham are playing. But you see, the thing is, Cole, the thing is, Cole, is that Manchester United have brought in, I can't, I, I can't even pronounce his name, Ragnarok. Ragnarok, the one from the Marvel Universe, I think his name is. They brought him in, they brought him in to kind of steady the ship. They brought him in for six months to manage the team, and then he's going to go upstairs and you know, he's going to do this, that, and the other. I mean. To be fair to him, against Chelsea and against Arsenal, you can see, you can see a little bit of change straight away because you know everyone spanked Man United. Let's you know, let's not get it, you know, let's not get it wrong. So there's definitely there's definitely a manager bounce there somewhere. But if anyone's going to finish fourth, in my opinion, it's going to be Man United, not us. Well, they've got the the firepower to do it. But I think we could afford to lose home and away to the top three and still get fourth. If we're now going to lose, we lost to Brentford, which is a fluke. We lost to Man United, which is one of our rivals for that fourth place. We've got the Spurs game coming up soon. We've got West Ham soon. If we don't beat those lot, then it's going to be another seventh, eighth, ninth, although it shouldn't be. When you say we lost to Brentford, it was a fluke. I have to disagree. Yeah. I thought Brentford were the far, I thought Brentford were the far better team that night. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean they are, but as fluke as in their results for the rest of the season. They're well, a good team. Yeah. I mean we were the only up up until the weekend we were the only team to lose to them at home. Yeah, at their place. Mm. Mm. Um, okay, Daniel. This one's for you. Uh, it's from David Masters. Uh, should we start playing Kieran Tierney? Yes. Should have played okay. tonight. Can't do Magnificent no player. Should have played at Anfield. Not just for what he does on the pitch, but for his, his shouting and the confidence that he does and his leadership, everything. That bloke does not have a single bad... If he was on Football Manager, Carl, all of his stats would be 20. <laughs> <laughs> As a man who has done wonders on Football Manager. Have you got your medals yet for through the post for your wonders that you've done on there? I lost the... Uh... I got asked into the Champions League and I lost in the Champions League quarterfinals uh, to Inter home and away. I think I got done. Uh, what year was that in though? What season? Uh, I am in, hold on, I've got it open. I am in twenty. Well, at the moment it's February the 25th, 2023. Oh, so... Think, uh, sorry, 2024, sorry. So it's not that far away. I would say is Arteta still in charge? No, he's... <laughs> He's meant to have Crystal Palace. <laughs> that, that sounds about right. Where's Vieira? Did, did you know? He's fired. He got fired. Sadly. Oh. He's meant to have Crystal Palace. But, um, oh, dear. Um, um, uh, do you think tyranny should have... Uh, t- I keep saying tyranny. So watching too much Alex Jones has done that. It's tyranny. Do you think tyranny should uh, start from now on? As, or well, could, it, we, could we see Tavares doing a different role and, and tyranny allowed to play as well? Kieran? It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, for so just for some chaos, you would love to see Tierney and Tavares on the same side. Um, because Tavares seems to think that he's a left winger. But yep. against Everton away, I think you have to start Kieran Tierney. Um I I mean I definitely would. 
And I wouldn't be opposed to, you know, if let's say results weren't going very well. Um, for, like I said, for just some chaos, because he's so unpredictable, bring on Tavares, and then you know that left side is absolutely secure. Um, but we'll see. Arteta, he knows what Arteta's uh, got plans. But Everton away is a game that I definitely would start continuing without a shadow of a doubt. Um, Neil Gillespie asks, um, how bad, if at all, um, is um, a Xhaka missing the game today? So do you think that Xhaka not being there had an impact, Craig? No. I kind of have to agree with you. <laughs> 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 no, I, I agree with you. No, I agree. Yeah, it's just a one-word like, one, one answer. No. No. I mean, I, I'm really good mates with uh, Harry, who, 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 you know, talks about Xhaka all the time and how Xhaka comes into the team and he calms the midfield down and he can ping a ball from here to there and everywhere. But to be honest with you, I have to, and I have to be completely honest with you, I forgot that Xhaka even plays for us, to be honest. You know, <laughs> do, do you know, it's... It's one of those. I, I, how, I don't know how anyone says that bringing on Jacker or having Jacker in the in the side transforms any of the results against Liverpool or or against Man United tonight. I just don't see how Jacker transforms any of those those results. Yeah, Jacker can you know he can get on the ball in midfield and he can ping a pass about, but he probably would have given the ball away more times than Thomas Partey tonight. You know, leading to leading to more man leading to more Manchester United chances. I I don't see how Granite Jacker. I'm not having a go at Granite. Well, I suppose I am a bit. But I, to answer the question, no, I don't see how Granite Jacker makes any difference tonight um, to the result. I mean, Danny, for a player that was nearly halfway out the door. Uh, in the summer, because let's face it, he was definitely going to Roma until, well, something went wrong, whether it was Mourinho or whether it, uh, Arsenal decided not to sell. I think it was more the fact that um, Roma decided to offer some derisory figure. I guess that's why we, know we didn't sell him. But do you think he makes a, a much more of an impact when he comes into the team? I, I like his uh, when he has a good game. I like it when he's, he gets stuck in and gets stuff done. And he, when he plays a party, he's been good. But his future isn't at Arsenal. I still think he'll be gone in the summer. Mm. I, I always said that I think he's, uh, they signed him on a new deal so that he wouldn't leave on a free in the summer. And then we can get more money for him. And that his part of the deal was we pay you more money if you stay. And then you can't leave on a free. Maybe so, because only, I'm only saying that because that's how it's happened before with clubs. I know nothing. I think right. that Granit Jacker was signed on an extended contract because Mikhail Arteta had no one else. That's true. Yeah. That's how it goes. He could have He looked at the midfield and he said, Christ, you know, if I sell Granit Jacker, who else have I got? Joe Willock? El Nenny? Yeah. Yeah. Who, who else have I got? So I'm going to have to keep the bloke because. He's all I've got. And then he gets in. But there again, no one thought Lekonga would come in and be as brilliant. Well, true. Very brilliant true. at times, very good the rest of the time. He's, he's, he's a revelation in midfield. He's, he's running around. And his partnership with Party, it's, you showed tonight, 
I mean, I'm not. I like El Nini, my Egyptian brother. Me and me and Richard. Well, he's uh, the Egyptian Messi, isn't he? he? He certainly is. But I just don't think if. Oh, I just saying. Next question, Carl. I'm waffling. <laughs> right, this is the last question, so we're going to end this on a positive note, just to appease some people. <laughs> um, so, so both Craig and Danny, uh, can we? This is from uh, Phil McCann. Um, can we all say something positive about the team before we finish? Um, I'll go first because I don't mind going first. My positive from if I take anything from positive tonight, it was Martinelli. I think he was very good today. I think um, he gave Ted as a run for his money down that side. I think he was very direct, and that's what we want to see from. I mean, everyone has been crying out to see Martinelli play. And, you know, he scored a goal against Newcastle and a very good goal, let me add, uh, as well. And I think today he played very well. I was hoping, when we was making substitutions, that we did not take off Martinelli. And I think Arteta sh- saw how good he was. So, definitely for me, Martinelli was an absolute positive. If I was to do one more positive, it, it, I guess it would be the ruthlessness of Arsenal for the first goal of not giving up of maybe seeing even if they did see that he was on the floor and we still managed to put the ball in the back of the net and I think that was brilliant because back in the day we would have stood on the ball and put the ball out of play where we had seen um, him on the floor and the goalkeeper so for me Smith Rowe scoring again. He, that guy is just getting better and better. He really is. He's he's going to be something different when he gets older. Um, and the more he plays, is the better he gets. So for me, Marcelini and Smith Rowe are the positives from today. Danny, what's your positives from today? Um, can I say Ronaldo's eight hundredth goal? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you got you, you can't. It had to be against us, didn't it? Oh, yes. as much as I hate what he does to us, what a magnificent player. And he'll still be playing when he's 40. He may as well be playing for Barnet as player manager in the conference or knowing Barnet in, in about the 12th tier of foot as we get relegated season after season. Um, I did like the way some of the silky skills that Odegaard was pulling off. That was nice to see. I, I love seeing El Nenny on the pitch because I just like him, but it wasn't a great night for anybody. Ramsdale getting angry. That, that always makes me smile. Um, it was nice seeing Enketia come on. That made me laugh for the wrong reasons. <laughs> um, oh, I don't know. Uh, I'm just going to say uh, the one, the positive thing is the young players that we have and the defence that is that we are growing. We're nurturing that defence and these young players we've got coming through. So that's more of a season thing. But Craig, how about you? I'm really sorry. I, I'm really, really sorry, and I'm, I'm sorry to put. A massive negative spin on it, but I can't see any positives out of tonight at all. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. I hate Manchester United with a passion, an absolute passion. And to watch my team go there tonight and roll over and let a geriatric score two goals. I can't have it. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know yeah. people are in the chat now. Oh, Craig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I just can't see a positive. I can't take a positive from losing to Manchester United. I'm sorry. I can't. Um, stop it, Craig. ESR and Martinelli were class tonight. Were they? 
were they? ESR had quite a poor game for six. Yeah, exactly. You know, were they? Was Martinelli? Did did was Martinelli our best player on the pitch tonight? No. No. Was ESR our best player on the pitch tonight? No. I can't pick a best player on the pitch because they were that bad. Do you know, he drifts in and he, you know, he he does a bit of good and he does a bit of bad and you don't see him for 15 minutes. I'm sorry, but people who think that Martinelli and ESR, and, and, and ESR played well tonight, I can't agree. I'm really sorry. I think in a sea of mediocrity, you have to look at uh, something. You have to find a good no, you, thing. No, I mean, Cole, you don't. You don't I have to look so. at something. You just have to take it on the chin and say, we were shit. We were shit. We, we, we were bad, but you have to, you can't, even if you go away to Old Trafford and score two goals, I mean, yes, even in these shit poor Man United team, excuse my language, like Man United are bad. They are really, really bad. We scored two goals, and I'm not. Listen, I'm not one of these glass half full people. I'm pissed off that we lost to Man United because my hatred for Manchester United is exactly the same as Craig's. I, like I said, I I was a, a child in the nineties. That first, you're taught to hate Tottenham, and the second team you're taught to hate is Manchester United. I hate them with an absolute passion. Some of my friends, are Manchester United fans, that I got. In school, it was either you support Arsenal or support Man United. There was no in-between. No other team really existed back then. few Liverpool supporters. But we were bad and we should have won today. And again, we are our own worst enemies because we messed it up for ourselves. Man United didn't play good. We just played very badly. But on what... On what I'm, I'm sorry to play the devil's advocate here, Cole, but on what display should we have... Did we deserve... You know, should we have beaten them? We bottled it. Way, so, we bottled it. How do we have got our tactics? How do we have got our tactics right? We win that game. We do. If we don't sit back after the first goal and we attack them, look, look after they scored their second goal, and we decided for that brief two minutes after they scored, we attack them. We score a goal, fortuitous or not. It's still a goal. Is a goal. But that just shows that when we attacked the main night, it was scared because it just shows that they weren't that good. Now, if we carried on that same that same form, we we win. We like it's true what Stefan Selby saying there. If Odegaard didn't foul Fred, I mean it's uh, it's all if buts and maybe's. Um, of course it is. But if he doesn't foul him, do I think we go on to win that game? I think there's a strong possibility we do. Yeah, but you can't say that, can you? I massively respect your opinion, but like, you can't. You know, people in the chat are saying it. If Odegaard doesn't foul Fred, this, that, and the other, but he did. You know, there's, there's, there's no point in trying to go, oh, yeah, well, if, you know, I mean, if De Gea had let the ball in, we'd have won. So, if, you know, there's no if, buts, or maybe. There is no if, buts, or maybes. We were poor tonight. We made Manchester United look good. We made Fred look like Zinazine Zidane. <laughs> and that's where I've got a problem. Because you can't you can't have players. I mean, like you can't have players like Fred and Scott McTominay boss 
players like Partey and Elneny. It just can't happen. Thomas Partey is supposed to be this Champions League, you know, this Champions League worth player who comes into Arsenal and fixes the midfield. He was awful tonight. Absolutely awful. And when Mikel Arteta comes out and says, oh, the senior players have got to look up to the younger players, when he says that, my immediate thoughts are with Partey and Aubameyang. Right then, um, I think that's it. Right, people, could you do me a little favour when this when we, our show is over? You got Tanner and Stan the Man and Ryan. Um, they're off doing BMG Media. Lovely people. They did they did do some stuff for you, didn't they, Craig? They still do some stuff for me. Yeah. Um, they yeah, still um, do the same old Arsenal USA. USA Big shout USA. out to them boys. Big shout uh, out to the boys. They're currently live, so there's the link to their show. They've uh, got uh, seven people watching at the moment. So if you lot can go over there, click on that, go over. I'm just going to make sure that that link works. If uh, Why isn't it showing? There you go. I'm just looking at my own thing. Click on that. Go over there. We're going to finish the show and go and say hello to Ty and Ran- Tyre, oh, Tanner, Ryan, and Stan. You've seen Stan on here quite a few times. Lovely bloke. We are going to be back. Uh, a preview show. We're doing the preview shows an hour before kickoff partly because it's easy to remember and partly because it reminds you a lot. Oi, go on, off you go. Uh, come back after the show, after the game. I'm not going to knock up a lone watch. I haven't done one of them this season. And other than that, I want to say thank you very much for Craig. Uh, lovely to thank see you, you again. Thank you very much, mate. It's been a great therapy. Thank you. I know everyone doesn't agree and, and, and things like that when we do stuff like that. But look, I, I love Arsenal as much as the next bloke, but losing tonight has really, 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 really affected me. I just, I just cannot get my head round that we've lost to them. I'm, I'm sorry. Sorry if I've come across negative. You know, people know me as quite uh, a middle of the road guy, but tonight's really, really hurt me. I have to say, losing to that shower of shit. Um, wait, wait, what are you up to at the moment, podcast wise? Podcast um, wise, I'm not doing anything. Well, podcast wise, um, I have joined the Total Screamers. Great bunch of lads. Um, I actually, we actually done an interview. Me and Lee done an interview with them um, last year. Sometime they they contacted us. They wanted to, they wanted to do um, an interview with us about the same old Arsenal and this that and the other. And um, I really liked them. Really, really liked them from the outset. And uh, they, as as the same old Arsenal viewers will know, that they came across to ours and they done a we done a show called the Same Old Screamers. Um, same old Arsenal. Um, is not running at the moment. So I joined Total Screamers and I'm having a great time with them at the moment talking about it's not just about Arsenal, it's about all Premier League games. Um and we have a great laugh on there. Um so if you're not following them, do go and follow them um at Total Screamers. It's a great podcast, great great bunch of lads. Uh, there's Arsenal fans, Man United fans, Liverpool fans, uh, Coventry fans. Um so get over there and follow them. So I'm having a I'm having a good time at the moment, just being guests and coming on, and and, and it's nice to come on to podcast and and give my, you know, give my actual thoughts instead of being the host and always mm. asking the questions and and this that and the other. So um, yeah, thanks for having me on tonight, mate. It's been a great therapy, even though I'm still pissed off and I'm going to go to bed cross. Uh, talking about other podcasts, I was on Guns and Yellow Ribbons last night with Ferg- with Fergus and Trev, and oh, I always get Mark Kelly and Andrew Mark and Andrew. I think it was Mark 
and on there last night. Go and have a look at them on YouTube. Really good show, only an hour long. Carl, uh, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, where what have you been up to in thirty seconds or less? Uh, what are you going to be keep up to? Him, keep him keep the He's running. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm doing. Um, I don't know. He's probably next week because I'm a nights next week. Night, me and Ellis. Um, by the way, hashtag fuck Ellis as always. Because hang on, has Ellis gone from being a nurse to running the shows? <laughs> Do a better job. Well, Ellis thinks he's a <laughs> fuck you, Danny. Ellis thinks he's a key worker, but he's not. Yeah, Ellis is. He's, I've just he spilled my last bottle of beer. He takes people's temperatures. That's all he does. Like that's that's all he does for the NHS. Don't let Ellis fool you that he's working hard in A and E, uh, twelve hours a, a night, blood, sweat, and tears. He takes Come on, Carl. and that's all he does. I'm the key worker here. I keep London moving. <laughs> sometimes, albeit late, but I keep it moving. You know, it, it, it's that's what we do. But no, um, Danny, you know it's always a pleasure. Remember, I'm your favourite. Like fuck, oh, yeah. That's um, it. I actually sent a question in for yesterday's pod that didn't happen, and it said at the end, you three are my favourite. Because you meant to be you, oh, John, and Nick. Be. But Nick came on this afternoon, and you've come on tonight. But and... don't forget, he asked me first. <laughs> he did, because I, did, I actually didn't reply to him until this morning, so... Did. Right. Um, go. I've, had, I've got the, the um, Tanner's podcast open. They're live at the moment. I've not seen any of you people go over there and, uh, and just say hello and ABW sent you and subscribe to them. Come on, there's 50 of you left in here. Get a wiggle on, go over there and say hello. Right, thank you very much, everybody. Uh, we will be back uh, sometime between now and the end of time. Thank you very much. If you like the show, give it a thumbs up. Uh, actually, YouTube have done this thing where they no longer show the thumbs down. I, I'm the person who likes to break the rules. I will tell you if we've had one thumbs down, that's all we've had. You're slacking, and uh, yeah, that's it. So, uh, thumbs down are good, means people yeah. are in, in interactive. Yeah, that's it. So, there you go. All right, go over there and say hello to Tanner. See you later. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Splendid business. Get down, dog. <laughs>